One's a movie buff. One watches movies just enough. Together, fun will be had by all. This is Nadine Katie at the Movies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Nadie and Katie at the Movies. I'm your host, Nathan, a.k.a. Nadie, of course, and with me sometimes is Katie. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm good, but you said that last time, and I was totally here. So, really, it's all the time since the last time you said sometime. I'm just trying to keep the joke alive. You know what else we're trying to keep alive? Spider-Man's uncle. I mean, Spider-Man's death. (laughs) Wow, that was a really good segue into what we're talking about this episode. One of my most anticipated movies of the summer, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And if you remember last episode, I was saying I was Super excited about talking about this movie because, again, I've been waiting for this since Into the Spider-Verse ended and they had already hinted that they were going to do another one. And so let's just dive right into it. But before we dive into the movie, of course, as always, I got to do my synopsis. Miles Morales catapults across the multiverse where he encounters a team of spider people charged with protecting its very existence. When the heroes clash on how to handle a new threat, Miles must redefine what it means to be a hero. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse stars Shameik Moore as Miles Morales. Shameik Moore has been in such things as Dope and Samaritan. Haley Steinfeld, who plays Gwen Stacy, has been in Hawkeye and Bumblebee, a Transformers movie. Oscar Isaac as Miguel O'Hara. Oscar Isaac has been in Moon Knight, where he plays Moon Knight, and, of course, Star Wars as Poe Dameron, and Jake Johnson, who plays Peter B. Parker, has been in such things as New Girl, the TV show, and the not-so-great movie, Tag. So, I just want to know, right off the bat, because usually when we go see movies, Katie and I share our first thoughts, and I shared my first thoughts about this film, and Katie did not share her first thoughts. So I'm kind of worried about how she felt about this movie. So I'm going to let her briefly or not talk about what she liked and disliked about Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Well, thank you, Nathan. I will start by saying my son watches the Spidey TV show on Disney. So, and he talks about Spider-Man a lot and Hulk. So I thought I'll bring my son to this movie. And I'll go ahead and tell anyone listening now, it's not overly violent. It's not inappropriate. However, it's also, in my opinion, not really a kid's movie. I think it's geared a little more towards the adult cartoon, kind of like some of the Star Wars stuff on Disney+. Plus. So my three-year-old really lost interest and fell asleep about 25 minutes in. He, in fact, today, this morning, he asked me about one of the scenes, which was within the first five minutes of the, of the movie. And because I think that's all he remembered. That being said, me personally, I liked the movie, but I wasn't like just sold out. And I think the first problem was that I spent a lot of the movie 
trying to figure out what the poop was going on. And Nathan, I don't know if it's your job or if I should have just known. I didn't know there was a a movie that came out before this. So I spent the first 30 minutes being like, they're talking about stuff like I should know this already. Like, it feels like we're we're jumping in like halfway through a story. And then I like got on my phone and Googled and I was like, oh, because there is. This is is halfway through a story. What this movie does well, though, is it kind of catches you up at the beginning because it says, hi, I'm Gwen Stacy. And it tells you like the backstory of the character and the importance of the character, the story. And they even did that with Miles Morales again. If you hadn't seen Into the Spider-Verse, the first movie in this technically trilogy, then it kind of gives you a background story of what happened in the first movie. So if you didn't pay attention to that, that's probably why you were lost. Because they summarize the first movie in like 15 seconds when they reintroduce Miles. That's my thing was I didn't know there was a movie before. So if if I if it had been a recap, I thought it was a great job. Me, I'm collecting this information firsthand, very like for the first time. But I did like that idea where it was starting off with a little recap. But let's let's go to some of the things I liked because I know you were so looking forward to this movie, and I think I could tell why because I did overall really enjoy the movie. A few things I jotted down in my notes was, of course, the music. I thought was fantastic. It wasn't the same the whole time. It's not like one specific genre. And yet all of it fits so well. I felt like the songs were just great in of themselves, but then they matched the scenes well. I love the animation style, the colors, the movement, incorporation even of like live parts and pieces. I love the incorporation of like all the old stuff, like the actual cartoon comic books and previous movies and TV shows. And that, that's basically all my likes. There's a ton of likes that I just threw out there. Uh, and then probably my last really big like was the action scenes. There was a lot of good fight scenes, good action scenes where I was glued and wowed and amazed. And it, it never felt, it didn't feel Fast X-ish where it was like, this is ridiculous. But it also felt like I was watching a superhero movie. I agree. And I'll go directly into my likes, which was everything. I liked everything about this movie. I love the action. (laughs) I love the voice actors. I love just everything about it. And and you brought up Fast X, which is funny because that's one of the first things that popped in my head too. This movie was nonstop action, just like Fast X was. But the only difference is Fast X tried to have little moments of serious character development and it kind of fell flat. This movie had little moments of character development, and it was just, in my opinion, just brilliant. You, They make you feel for these cartoon characters more than you feel for Vin Diesel and Friends and Fast X. Like, I cared about each and every character in this movie because of the emotion brought to the characters by the voice actors and the story itself. I mean... There were moments that I was kind of confused by the story, but then I allowed myself to kind of multitask, like think back into the movie while I was watching the movie. And then it made sense. I'm I'm right there with you, Nathan. I, I found myself doing exactly what you said, where I'm like, do I try to understand this or just keep rolling with it and look it up later and watch the movie again? Because the, all the multiverse and this, that, the other connection of all the storylines 
It's breaking my brain. And quite frankly, Marvel, if you ever listen to this podcast, just please go back to just one verse. No multiverse. <laughs> one universe. It's, it is blowing my brain. And also you're trying to incorporate, is this going to tie into the other multiverse stuff we talk about from like the actual live action stuff with Doctor Strange? So yeah, that was a dislike for me, but you liked almost everything. How do you feel about the animation style? I mean, just like with the first one, which apparently you didn't realize there was one, I thought they did a great job with the animation. What I really liked about this one is how they took all the different types of spider people and basically did a different animation for each one. The biggest one for me was Spider-Punk when yeah. they had uh, they had Spider-Man with a mohawk and then he takes off the mask and it's this really epic character. But the way they did the animation is like, multiple frames in one character. The colorization was different. Overall, it was just a feast for the eyes and it was just a phenomenal movie. It is just, the story was just compelling. It didn't feel like these two hour and 30 minute movies that are coming out that feel like two hour and 30 minutes. This was a over two hour movie, but there was only one moment because I already knew that this movie was going to end with a cliffhanger. I already knew that going in. So I was mentally preparing myself, but there was one moment that I thought was going to be the end. And it wasn't. And that was the only moment I was like, Oh, there's more, but it wasn't like, Oh my gosh, there's more. (laughs) It was just, okay, there's more movie. And I'm okay with that because I'm invested. Now we have different opinion on this because that was my dislikes. And I only had two big, like I had two, my dislikes were that it was, I felt like a complicated plot and confusing. And I also felt like there was those parts you said did not fall flat, the the more emotional parts. I didn't feel like they fell flat, but they, they did slow me down a little too much. It may have been the time I went and saw the movie. I found myself closing my eyes almost and like dozing off when it got to the more intimate talk scenes. Again, I'm not saying it was poorly written, but I don't know. I, I have a time limit with when you're only talking about one specific main characters in Avengers, you have like multiple different stories being told. This felt like one story and it's a long story in my personal opinion, but I, I did like the action. And I think visually stimulating is a great word. I loved the Mumbai. It was like the India spider verse and, Karen Sony, he played like this like Bollywood kind of Spider-Man. I loved that. I thought it was really cool. And they incorporated a lot of stuff from Indian culture. So I did that. And I also did you see that Lego they incorporated Spider-Man and Legos? Which which I actually heard was created by a 14-year-old who had recreated the Into the Spider-Verse trailer all with Legos. And so the directors of this movie saw that and they were so impressed that they allowed him to create that little Lego segment within the movie. And I thought that was really, really cool and really, really fun. It was just a really fun movie. Now the question I have for you, because I know you're not a fan of cliffhangers for movies, knowing that this is supposed to be part one of a two-parter, which technically this is a trilogy, so I don't understand the part one, part two thing. And the movie that's coming out next is a different title. But anyway, 
what did you think of that twist ending and how they left it hanging at the end? Did you, did you get the, the twist or was it a twist for you? Well, first of all, it would have helped if I'd seen the other movie folks listening. It's, you know, I, I did mention some of the other things I've seen. You don't have to watch stuff ahead. This one, although I enjoyed the movie, I really think I would have benefited from watching the prior movie because there's a lot of references to the tension, you know, like the love tension between the two main characters, but then also the uncle of uh, Miles Morales seems to be like a big character. And I, I, that was completely lost on me. Cause I was like, what was, is this something I'm just learning or was there a whole movie about this? So he shows up at the end. So spoiler, the big thing Nathan's talking about is that we see Miles Morales from this other universe. Who's like the bad guy. So I do like the concept. I think it's been in some other Marvel movies where, you know, your alternate universe version is a bad guy. I think it's really cool to watch the actors or see that same animation be very good versus very bad. I have no idea what to expect. I also don't know what the comic books say. That's a big thing about these Marvel things. They're all based on comic books. I don't always know what to expect. Whereas if you're really a comic book nerd, you're just looking at these as, Oh, this is such and such character or they're alluding to this character. Like I'm completely lost. I have no idea. When it comes to these movies, and if you're listening and I'm wrong, please correct me. I don't know if they're following a straight comic storyline, just because I have a theory about what the third and final Miles Morales cartoon movie is, because they have announced that they are already planning a live action Miles Morales movie, which, again, I think is connected to my theory, but... I don't know how closely they're following a comic book storyline with these movies. Another cool twist that I don't know if they really hinted at in the first one is that the spider that bit Miles Morales in the main storyline was not meant for Miles Morales. So another big reveal is that he, quote unquote, wasn't meant to become Spider-Man. It was supposed to be somebody else. And so... Now he has to prove himself that he is worthy to be Spider-Man. That cliffhanger, and it was funny because a lot of people in the theater, I guess, weren't paying attention to like commercials and advertising for this movie because a lot of people in the theater were kind of upset that it ended on a cliffhanger. I, I felt like telling everybody, guys, it's part one. It's, it, it's, <laughs> they've said this the whole time. It's supposed to end on a cliffhanger. And another big thing is that there wasn't a post credit scene for this movie. There, there didn't need to be unless unless a post credit scene could have been like a really brief trailer of Beyond the Spider-Verse. But from what I've heard, they haven't even started recording for that. And yeah. that kind of goes hand in hand with my ultimate theory about what Beyond the Spider-Verse is going to entail. Are you ready for my theory? Katie? I'm so ready. Tell me. Beyond the Spider-Verse will be, if not entirely, but partially live action. I think that's going to be the introduction of the live action Miles Morales. They keep on saying that this movie isn't supposed to tie directly to the MCU, but that's a bunch of bull because of the little lines that were put in there Mm -hmm. and for the live action cameos that you saw in this movie. One was from the Sony Spider-Man universe, like the uh, possibly Andrew Garfield's universe, Venom, 
There is a character from the Venom movie. And then one of the biggest live cameos was Donald Glover dressed up as the Prowler, who is the villain that Miles Morales' uncle becomes. And if you remember from the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, Donald Glover is in that movie as Miles Morales' uncle because he briefly mentions that he has a nephew. And boom, there's the connection. I th- so you're so saying for them- how cool would it be if it's like, it's kind of like back in the day when Disney had those like cartoon live action blends. So you think that would like, it would almost be like they bust through, like it starts as an animation and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, and they go to this and it cuts to like live action. That would be pretty sick. I think that's the direction they're going in because I don't buy this, that they're not connected to the MCU. I don't agree that they would just throw away these lines and throw away these cameos for them just to be like, just kidding. It's just going to be a straight cartoon for the last one. I don't believe it, especially the title of the movie itself says beyond the Spider-Verse, beyond Miles Morales's Spider-Verse. So I am super excited about this last movie. I don't want to be disappointed if it's not what I think, but I probably will be disappointed if yeah. it's not what I think. And yeah, now I'm expecting it. I'm going to guess what your rating is, but out of six stars, what would you give this movie? Well, before I do that, I meant to do this the last episode with The Little Mermaid. My wife went to go see that with me. I meant to have a little segment where I was going to say what she thought, and I totally forgot about that in the last episode. So I didn't want to forget because she did see Across the Spider-Verse with me. So this is a segment I like to call Elizabeth likes and dislikes. My wife liked everything, just like me. She liked everything about this movie. But there is one dislike. She didn't like that it ended on a cliffhanger because it makes you wait for the next one. She would give Across the Spider-Verse the same score as me, and that is a perfect six. Congratulations. And my son, so, you went and saw yeah. the movie with me. What would you say out of six stars? How many? Why? Okay. Okay. I would give it a five. And if I go back and watch the other one and watch this one again, it may bump me up to a 5.5. That was Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Those were our thoughts. So coming up next is Transformers Rise of the Beasts which I'm kind of excited about. I'm not going to lie. I, w- I was a big fan of Beast Wars and Transformer Beast stuff because animals are cool and robot animals are even cooler. So, Katie, have you ever seen any of the Transformers movies? I have seen no Transformers TV show or movies, but I do know that it's something about robot cars. Well, yeah, it's they're robots in disguise. That's what we're going to be talking about <laughs> next time. And so... Katie, do you have anything to leave us with for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse? Spider-Man, Spider-Man, if you can't do it, then no one can. Thanks for listening to Nady and Katie at the Movies. Feel free to leave us a review so people can find the show. Follow us on all our social media platforms. And if there's a movie that you want us to watch, feel free to contact us at nadyandkatie@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.